this podcast may contain spoilers for whatever TV show or movie is mentioned. Please listen at your own discretion. Welcome to Viewers Anonymous. What's going on? I am Scoots Bronson. And I am S. Foster. And this is the Viewers Anonymous Podcast. What's going on with you, brother? Can't call it, man. Out here trying to trying to get this money, man. You know what I'm saying? Get this money together. Trying to uh, elevate the pods and, and everything. But you know how it be. Same old shit, different day. Why about yourself, man? Man, I'm trying to stay out the sun. This goddamn sun is blazing right now, man. I'm talking about anywhere you go, you're going to feel it. <laughs> I'm, I'm just simply trying to stay cool, bro. I ain't going to lie hey, to you. Man, listen, like I said, man, try to try to bring your ass down here where that humidity is like makes it 20 degrees hotter than what it actually is. Like, do they be saying that shit on y'all news where they say, um, you know, the temperature is this, but the real feel is this. Yeah, it feels like, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah trust me, I, like, I know all the humidity is here. Trust me, I know. Man, this it's been it's it's been bad, man. It's been bad, but but you know what I'm saying? I found I found a way to make it through, man. I be telling people <clears> they be like, Man, y'all got AC in them trucks? They're like, nah. It's like how the <laughs> hell you work in that truck with no AC? I it like, ain't got man. no doors on it though. Well, yeah, I mean, you, I mean, we got you. Can, they're sliding doors, you know what I'm saying? Oh, but, we, okay. but 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 we leave them bitches open. open. Yeah, I bet oh, you yeah. ride with them things. Because anytime I see a FedEx truck in the in the summer, because this one dude, he always get this route over here. So like, anytime I would see him, he always have his doors open. Like in the summertime, bro, I've never seen the door on it. Because that's why I thought that y'all had like doorless trucks. So <laughs> I never knew it was a door on there. He always kept that bad boy open, both sides. Oh yeah, both sides is open, dude. I, I need as much air as I can get, man. I'm mm-hmm. telling you. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it it is definitely a killer, man. It's a killer. But um but yeah, man, just got down did a uh I did a goddamn pie on uh on that summer of soul. Yeah, I seen with, you and Casey. Uh, with Casey and dude, it is so crazy because because I had I had brought this up on the on the pod, right? So there was a section of that uh summer or so where they were talking about when people started wearing um started wearing air, afros in the sixties yeah. and shit and, and dashikis. Mm-hmm. And like and it was so crazy because we did that pod on Saturday. And you remember I told you Friday that, you know what I'm saying, I went down memory lane, I was listening to a pod, you know, an old pod that me and Uncle Washington did. Right, <clears throat> and during that pot, out of all the pots, you know what I'm saying, we did together. We probably did about 190. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Out of all those pots, I picked the one pot where Washington said, "He said, man, he said one of the most impressive things I ever seen was he said Angela Davis walked in the courtroom with an afro and a dashiki on, and he was like, dude, I was for sure she was going to jail that day." And I just thought it was so funny that we was talking about what we was talking about 
mm-hmm. on that summer of soul. And I was like, yo, I said, look how I got where I said, I just listened to a pod the day before where Uncle Watson was talking about Angela Davis walking into a courtroom with a, a dashiki with a dashiki and an afro. I was <laughs> like, man, it's it's crazy, man. It's crazy. But um, but yeah. This one right here that we're doing today is this is one of those ones where it's like worldwide this person is considered uh, I mean he's a genius but like he's like okay right mm-hmm. let me try to explain it to the people for to understand like we done an appreciation episode on um Damn, why did her name just slip my mind? Loretta Devine, right? Mm-hmm. So we did an episode on Loretta Devine. Now, is she universally seen as, you know what I'm saying, a superstar or, you know, like she, she's not the the typical person that a lot of people would appreciate. Like she's only like appreciated by a certain audience. Right. I think Spike Lee crosses that barrier. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like Spike Lee is more on the side of like when we did somebody like Denzel Washington, right? Yeah. And even though okay, so this is this is our third director, right? Because we did Christopher Nolan, we did F. Gary Gray. So if I believe correctly, I think that Spike Lee is our third one. This dude is Spike Lee is like an innovator, dude. Like it, like I feel like if if we didn't have Spike Lee, I don't think we would have like John Singleton and F. Gary Gray and shit like this. I felt like Spike Lee was the person that started it for everybody and opened the door for all of these other like black directors to really get started. And you know who he reminds me of for a good football analogy? Who's that? He reminds me of Tony Dungy. Okay. Because Tony Dungy, if it wasn't for Tony Dungy, I remember watching this thing where they showed uh they showed a coaching tree, right? Mm-hmm. So Tony Dungy was the first black coach to get a head coaching job. And the coaches that he hired, he had Lovey Smith. Raheem Morris, he had um, uh, Mike Tomlin. Mm-hmm. Um, what's another one? Uh, what's that one coach? Eric Eric Billum Billum the enemy. Every black coach. Now maybe not as a recent, but like a decade ago, mm-hmm. every black coach you've seen started because Tony Dungy was the first one to get a head coaching job. I see Spike Lee as being like the entertainment world's Tony Dungy. Yeah, he I mean and I I, I think that's a great analogy, but he, I mean even though he's not the first black director, um what he did though was I think that he made it um he made the lane for us being able to tell our stories. You know what I'm saying? When you go look at movies like School Days, when, you know, you see um, an all-black cast and they're 
reenacting college students on the HBCU and they're having, um, you know what I'm saying? They're, they're having conversations about good and bad hair, you know what I'm saying? Nappy and straight hair. And they having the light skin versus dark skin, um, conversation you know they having the conversations about men and women you know what i'm saying the difference of, of genders um they also have the conversations of you know what i'm saying the black versus the whites you know what i'm saying the 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 field nigga versus the house nigga um in some cases in that movie or even if you just look at the fact that they were talking about um apartheid in south africa even though they were still facing racism here you know what i'm saying we still facing racism here in america so, you know what I'm saying? He put a lot into his movies. If you look at um, Do the Right Thing, you know what I'm saying? They talked a lot about racism in that. They talked about how, you know, um, we had so many difference of cultures. You know what I'm saying? That's the first time where uh, somebody was about to get into a fight in the movie because somebody messed up their Jordans. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a, <laughs> but, you know what I'm saying? He, he, really brought, he really brought the culture to film and... Um, he did it in a in in a very authentic way. Then you know what I'm saying the um, the link that he had with Michael Jackson, the link that he had with Michael Jordan. You know what I'm saying? Like he he was in a lot of different, not just movies, but he was in a lot of different arenas. You know what I'm saying? Like doing the doing the ads for the Jordans. You know what I'm saying? Where he was Mars. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, doing you know what I'm saying working with Mike on um on videos and stuff like that so it's like he you know what I'm saying he really had his had a post on the culture um and and he really brought that to life on screen and you know what I'm saying whether it was the big screen or the small screen he always brought that to life and he made sure he represented no matter what and then even if you look at him in the sports arena by being the staple you know what I'm saying with the Knicks like you go to to a Lakers game, you see Jack Nicholson. You uh, um, yeah, you see Jack Nicholson. You see you know Will Ferrell. You see all the stars in Hollywood, but you know when you come to New York, you looking. You know what I'm saying? You want to see Spike Lee on those uh, on those front row seats on them sideline rows. You, you know what I'm saying? You know Spike Lee gonna be there. So um, he kind of brought that he kind of brought that energy to New York and made it. You know what I'm saying? He made it cool for people to be. You know what I'm saying in the in the Spike like even even when you go to Madison Square Garden they call those rows the Spike Lee seats because that's where Spike sit. So mm-hmm. um, you know what I'm saying he just he just made it dope man and like for him to be you know what I'm saying as authentic as he was being a New Yorker being the type of dude that he was like yo you got to just you know what I'm saying show the love that he you know what I'm saying that that he deserves man like he deserves hella flowers for the work that he put in. <clears throat> Man, you ain't kidding. And just to be, I mean, can you even think of another director that's like, the the strange thing, not strange, but like directors are usually like behind the scenes. Like this dude not only was involved in like the Michael Jordan and Michael Jackson commercials and, and shit like that, like he was actually in them. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? It was like, like he, he made a name for himself by having these ties with these people. And it's like, just if it, how many people could say, yo, I work closely with Michael Jordan, Michael Jackson, and Denzel Washington. Like, come on. Like who else can say that in their career? You know what I'm saying? Now 
I know yeah. Michael Jackson. I know some people may say that his name don't hold weight no more because of all of the shit that transpired. And they would, you know, and they would be bad shit crazy. Yeah, because like at the time that he was dealing with him, it's like, yo, this dude was at the top of his game. No, well, Michael, no, Michael Jackson. Really. Michael Jackson is Michael Jackson, bro. I don't, all them allegations and all that shit. Fuck all that. Michael Jackson is Michael fucking Jackson. <laughs> it's only two niggas. It's only two niggas on planet Earth that live that I got that I got that type of respect for in the entertainment industry, and that's Michael Jackson and Prince. I feel you. I feel you. But to just to just to do that, like, dude, man, yeah. bro, he he brought yeah. Michael Jackson and Michael Jordan together, bro, and Heavy D. Yeah, that jam, that slam. Jam, uh, yeah, video. never forget jam. Never forget jam. He, Michael Jackson, was playing basketball with Michael Jordan, bro, and Heavy D was rapping. It Spike Lee did that. Much. Hey, I hated that song though. <laughs> but still, bro, Mike, <laughs> my, listen, you know what I'm saying? Spike Lee put that together, bro. That's genius, bro. Nah, it is. It is. It is super genius, man. And it's just the fact of like to think that. Even when you look around, like, cause the thing is, like, I remember when we did F. Gary Gray and we was talking about there was some music video that we didn't even know he was a part of. Mm-hmm. And it was like just going back and like looking at some of the things that he was a part of. It's like, damn. And it's like, I know music videos aren't like what they used to be. And look, and I could be totally off on this because I never really like researched it, but like, I don't see. Oh, Christopher Nolan doing a music video. You know what I'm saying? I don't see Steven Spielberg doing a a movie video. Um, Ron Howard and those boys. Like, I I don't see them doing that type shit. And I think that I think that what that says is like there's a different kind of it's just a different kind of culture because if I'm not mistaken, I think even John Singleton did some I think he might have did like some Ice Cube ones, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. So it's like to go into that world and be respected by those type of people because it's really a different kind of game. Like people could think like, oh, man, if you could direct a, a movie, you could direct a, a music video. Music music videos are just a little different, right. especially the time and energy that was put into it. And Michael Jackson changed the game. Now, I don't know. I mean, I'm not seeing it. I'm not sure if he did because Michael Jackson took it to a totally different world. When this motherfucker did, let me see, Thriller. Mm-hmm. Billy Jean had an extended version. Mm-hmm. Um, Smooth Criminal. Smooth Criminal had a, a, a an extended version. Smooth Criminal got like a twenty minute fucking like movie. Nigga, Moonwalker. Yeah, that's another one. <laughs> Nigga, Bad. that shit was a movie. Bad, like the long version of bad. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That was mm-hmm. that was um. You ain't bad. You ain't nothing. <laughs> That's my shit, bro. That's my shit, bro. Him and Wesley Snipes. <laughs> hey man, you gotta stop. Hey, hey that shit was so funny. That's, hey, but that was so funny, but I say I probably say that on average, bro, a good twenty-five times a year, bro. Just <laughs> randomly, just randomly to myself, just randomly to myself, bro. 
<laughs> that is the funniest thing Michael Jackson has ever said to me, bro. Oh man, because nothing was tough about that. Nothing, nothing, nothing at, at all, all bro. And that's when, and dude, when Bad came out, because this is what people got to realize: like there was no social media back then. Uh-uh. There was none of that type shit. So it, it was, was just MC. like, yeah. So it's like, so you have Thriller. Mike is, you know what I'm saying? Mike can play shit. And then, mm-hmm. like, all of a sudden, this motherfucker come out with bad. This motherfucker's, like, five shades lighter. He's like, the fuck? Man, <laughs> like, Mike, was, Mike was ghost white. Dude, it was weird as hell. It was like, you know what I'm saying? It threw me off. I was like, the music is there, but, like, but, okay. But we he, don't, got, we don't don't forget, he got burnt up on the Pepsi commercial, bro. He did get burnt up on the Pepsi commercial. He got burnt up on the Pepsi commercial, man. Well, he had to have that damn uh, bandage on the top of his head. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, we went off on a tangent there. But but it's just, <laughs> dude. But it's crazy to think like there there ain't many people that can say, "Yo, I did." You know what I'm saying? I did mad shit with Michael Jackson, Michael Jordan, and motherfucking uh, Denzel Washington. Yeah, and he's the person who really broke. Like Denzel was gonna pop, but. I don't know if it would have happened as soon as it would have if it wasn't been for Spike Lee. Well, so um, you gotta you gotta even go back to you know what I'm saying like his first joint. Excuse me, hold on real quick. But I mean, you even gotta go back to his first joint with uh, "She's Gotta Have It." You know what I'm saying? Like that was you know what I'm saying? Like that was a. Uh, the the pinnacle of well not, I'm sorry not the pinnacle but that was the beginning of his career that was you know what I'm saying where it all starts um he makes this and it's not it's not typically shot in you know what I'm saying like a normal fashion like it's shot in black and white mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying and it's like it this is this is what art really is you know what i'm saying like when you watch this movie and i remember watching this like at a younger age i was probably around like 13 14 but i was so enamored at the fact that this movie was in black and white and i'm thinking that this movie is way older than it is and i'm like yo this movie only like two years older than me for real so the fact that he shot it in black and white you know what i'm saying like the fact that that black and white really made you pay attention. Like, you know what I'm saying? You can't forget the when she laying down waiting for dude to, you know what I'm saying, get in the bed with her and he folding up every piece of clothing that he got on when he taking it off. Like, you just sitting there like, yo, is this nigga ever going to smash, bro? Like, what is he doing? He wasting time, you know what I'm saying? She done fell asleep by the time my man got done. So it's like, you know what I'm saying? You, you remember those things from these movies because he always finds some way to be eclectic. He always finds some way to... to you know what I'm saying? Showcases artistry. And, you know, when you really um, when you really get to taking a chance at watching these movies and really, you know what I'm saying, seeing them for what they are, you realize that they're more than just movies. You know what I'm saying? It's art. It's it's a think piece. You know what I'm saying? It's a it's a dissertation sometimes. Um, with the newer ones, they've been, you know what I'm saying, blogs. And I mean, like, they, they really have you know what I'm saying, a piece of the culture and all of them, and it's like every time you watch it, you it's some it's always something that he adds in there, and it's like you really he, you really can't go wrong with anything that he puts together. 
True. And I mean, even like when you think about do the right thing in 1989, like the one thing that, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, the Radio Raheem scene, um, still reminiscent of the day. Yeah, and 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 it's still things that happen today. But what I thought, one thing that did stand out to me, two things. One, I just heard a story about this, and I thought it was some BS until I heard it because mm-hmm. there was audio to go along with it. But the one thing was the one pizza scene where the dude, you know, what I'm saying, kept you know, kept using the nigga word. And then mm-hmm. he was like, yo, who's your favorite basketball player? He's like, man, you know, man, Magic Johnson. Who's your favorite, you know, boxer or whatever? Or this guy, you know. He was like, so all your favorite athletes are black. But, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But you sit here and you act like this. He was like, well, they're not like black, black. He was like, yeah. what do you mean they're not like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I think that what that did is like, that was something that was like spoke in like barbershops and shit. Like, it's like where like these people would be racist towards like people that are in close vicinity of them, but they favor athletes be black athletes. And mm-hmm. they was like, yo, like there ain't no different from us. You just don't know well, I mean, them personally. And this and that's a good point to bring up because I mean, like, even if you think about that that scene, I think I think his name was Leo. Hold on. I wanna say his name was Leo. I don't mm, mm, mm. Um, Vito. 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 No, no, Vito. Pinto. No, no, no. Vito was was the older brother. No, you're right. You're right. It was Pino. Pino. I'm yeah. Yeah, that was John Turturro. Shout out to John Turturro, the legend. His uh, he played the crazy uh, agent uh, Transformers for anybody who don't remember um, who John Turturro is. But you know what I'm saying? Like, it's people that really think like that. Like. But um, even Pino talking to, you know what I'm saying, Mookie's older sister. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? When she came in, he didn't treat her like he treated everybody else. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, once again, this and this is what I'm saying, like when you when we talk about Spike Lee and his genius, like the fact that he can respect Mookie's older sister because he low-key had a crush on her, you know what I'm saying, and he may or may not have um, fetishized her. Or, you know what I'm saying, anyway, but he still some in some weird way he sexualized her. You know what I'm saying? Like he had all kind of respect for her. He never talked down to her, never disrespected her or nothing. You know what I'm saying? He always showed her some type of kindness. But then you, you know what I'm saying, when he when anybody else would come around, you would see the vitriol, you'll see the anger come out of him. So it's like it's not just I feel like with with certain people, it's not just the fact that it's, you know what I'm saying, athletes. I think it's more so the thing that when they see the athletes, they know that, you know, that's something that they want to be for real. So they can they can kind of look over a little bit the fact that, you know, what I'm saying it's a black person because they really want to jump higher. They really want to run fast or they want to want to do all these things or, you know, what I'm saying hit a home run 500 feet or whatever. And then when they see the women, they're attracted to the women. So once again, they could kind of glance over that because, you know, what I'm saying those natural emotions come out and at that point you don't care about that type of stuff. So, I mean, like, I think it's more so just the fact that it was with certain people. He kind of, I felt like he kind of picked and choose who he wanted to be like that with, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then the other thing, man, I just heard this other day and I thought that it was like somebody trying to make a viral moment, but there's actually audio of it. Mm-hmm. So, excuse me, for the people that don't know, Rosa Perez was, 
like this was her big break. Was being, was being on this. And so everybody know there's a scene in there, the ice scene, you know what I'm saying, that he had. And she talked about that. Mm-hmm. And she said that the reason it started at her face and the camera went away from her face was because she was crying during that scene. Oh, really? She said that, yeah, she said that it was not a good experience for her. And mm-hmm. she said that that the people that was filming was like, yo, Spike, this is this is too much. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, cause like I think that that's why it like cut because she was like it cuts to her legs so quickly like that because they was just like, yo, like, mm-hmm. you know, this is this is way too much. And she was like, it was traumatizing to her. And mm-hmm. I heard the story and I heard it from someone else first. I was like, man, get out of here, man. That ain't real. And yeah. then they played the audio after it. I was like, oh, shit. Like, she really didn't, you know what I'm saying? So I thought that that was, um, like, you never, like, you never know. Because, like, now, like, I don't even want to see the scene no more. You know what I mean? Because it's like, just know right. that, you know what I'm saying? When the camera was down, you know what I'm saying, by her stomach and her legs, it was down there because she was crying. Mm-hmm. And it is like, ah, oh, man, man, that kind of sucks. But um, but yeah, it's it's wild to get like these little facts, like after the fact of movies and stuff like that, man. Mm-hmm. It's uh, but it does make me look at it differently though. And another person that he brought was Samuel Jackson, and big time. Yes, and we did. Yeah, we did appreciation on on Samuel. Oh yeah, yeah. So you know oh, what I'm yeah. saying? That's that's another person that he uh he really uh. He took a he took a huge chance on him, man. Like even though he was in Do the Right Thing, mm-hmm. but the thing is, is if I'm not mistaken, I think that because Do the Right Thing came out in '89, I think that that's when Sam really started like getting on the drugs heavy, and then mm-hmm. like he took some time off, and then came back with Jungle Fever and played and made and he didn't make him play a crackhead, but right. you know what I'm saying. But he was Gator. Yeah, man. So that was a. Uh, that was the second, he's the he's the second best gator though. He's not the first best gator. <laughs> the first best gator is Will Ferrell and uh the other guys. Man, look, man, the best gator is you know what I'm saying, gator on Dave, man. That nah, he's the, he the third best gator. I'm telling you, it's, hey. it's Will Ferrell, Samuel Jackson, and then Gator from Dave. I'm telling you, bro. Hey, Will dude. Ferrell as Gator and the other guys is fucking hilarious. Gator's bitches better be wearing jimmies. That's it, man. Come <laughs> on, bro. You pregnant? Who did that to you? What what man did this to you, bro? Come on, bro. That shit is comedy, bro. But nah, man. Um, yeah, he I mean he did a he did a lot, man. Like um Danny Aiello, you know what I'm saying? He he had him in the movie, man. You know, he was in um Harlem Knights, you know what I'm saying? Harlem he Knights, was the detective yeah. in Harlem Knights. Um, like I said, John Totoro, he was in it. Um, Giancarlo Esposito, you know what I'm saying? A legend in the game, man. He's been mm-hmm. in everything, you know what I'm saying? Man, um, Breaking Bad, yeah. Better Call Saul. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Ruby D, Ozzy Davis, two more legends, you know what I'm saying? Um, Bill Nunn playing Radio Raheem, another legend. Um Man, Frankie Faison, another legend, you know what I'm saying? Robin Harris, you know what I'm saying? A, a legend within his own right, you know what I'm saying? A, a comedic legend, you know what I'm saying? Being Sweet Dick Willie, you know, it was like, you know what I'm saying? Why they got it? 
Why they call you Sweet D Willie? Yo, like, you know what I'm saying? Um, Man, man, man. I'm trying to see who else is in here. Um, Sam Jackson, like you said, Rosie Perez. Um, Roger, Roger Gouverneur Smith playing Smiley. You know what I'm saying? He was the dude with the five head. Uh, <laughs> and um, all about the bitches. You know what I'm saying? Um, you, got four you got the five head. Yeah, Martin Lawrence was in this joint, man. Um, Frank Vincent, you know what I'm saying? From from The Sopranos was in this joint. Um, I'm trying to see who all else is in here, man. Um... It's a couple more people, but they ain't like big name, big names, but yeah, you know what I'm saying. But I mean, like the the fact that you know what I'm saying, they had all of these people um in this movie, and this is eighty. You said eighty nine, eighty nine. Yo, that's I was four. Crazy, bro. I was one. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, I was one, bro. In nineteen eighty nine, bro, he had all of these people in this movie. And look at where and like look at where their careers have gone since then, bro. Like, so that lets you know just the, the eye for you know what I'm saying, the eye for talent that he had, you know what I'm saying? The fact that he was able to get these people and do the right thing wasn't no big budget movie. Mm-mm, not at all. It wasn't a big budget movie. Not only that, the soundtrack the big uh to I'm about to say the big budget movie to um <laughs> do the right thing. <laughs> <laughs> the soundtrack to do the right thing was crazy, you know what I'm saying? Like all throughout the movie. They had fight, the, fight power. the power. Yeah, public enemy going crazy in that joint. He even shot the video for fight the power yep. too. So you know what I'm saying? Like that just lets you know, like, you know what I'm saying? It's the the class of cultures in that movie, the the fact that, you know what I'm saying, you had New York in the eighties or late eighties, early nineties, you know what I'm saying, with the Dominicans and the and you know what I'm saying, in the um, you know what I'm saying, with the whites, the blacks, the Asians, the you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Italians, you know what I'm saying? Like, so it, it was, a, you got to see all the different mixtures and all the different cultures, you know what I'm saying, kind of clash in that movie. I thought, to me, Do the Right Thing is definitely one of his, like, top, top movies, bro. I feel you, man. Um, You know what I'm saying? But then you come out with the, I mean, look, now he did some other stuff. Like, we, we ain't got the time to do everything. But, right. um, School but you days. know what I'm saying? School Days yeah. was that one, too. Yeah, school days. Mo better blues is when he uh mm-hmm. blew uh blew uh Denzel up, but then he came back with Denzel after Jungle Fever with damn Malcolm X. Malcolm now, X, man, listen, Malcolm X was the one boy. You talking Malcolm about X Denzel going to stardom? Yeah, that that's what changed the whole trajectory for him forever. Mm-hmm. Like now, don't get me wrong, like, you know what I'm saying, some people could look at it as controversial because, you know, some people felt the way about Malcolm X, but the way it was shot, the writing, the directing, mm-hmm. all that type stuff, mm-hmm. damn near a perfect damn movie that was put together. You know what I'm saying? So, and then look, and that's another movie where Angela Bassett paid a bunch of people mama. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. She just she was like the designated mom, man, back in the nineties. But it was it was crazy how many times she was like, dude, Angela Bassett was a mother when she was like, like she was she was a mother in damn uh 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 Boys in the Hood, which I think Boys in the Hood came out around ninety two. She like seventy something, bro. Man, listen, Angela have Bassett. you seen her? Man, I follow her on Instagram. Don't play with me. Oh my. 
cut, bro. They got this one picture of her, bro. I thought it was photoshopped. I thought you were talking about with a white dress. <laughs> I already know. <laughs> I thought it was photoshopped, bro. I, I was like, man, that ain't no Angela Bass. They playing too much, bro. And then, like, I actually went to her pictures, like, on Instagram and seen. I was like, oh, my gosh. You mean to tell me she had that the whole time? Man, listen. Yo, but she, she, I don't know, I don't know what hoodoo or voodoo she done did, bro. But she literally got the Benjamin Button effect, bro. Dude, it is, it is crazy, dude. I'm looking at something. Yo, I did not know this. What? Dude, Spike Lee did the Sons of Sam before anybody. Mm-hmm. He did the Summer of Sam in um in 1999. Yeah, I, had no I mean idea. he he from he from that area, so it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, but but he was born in um Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah, he was born but, in Atlanta, and then he moved to uh Brooklyn. Yeah, but they he moved like at a at a young young, young age. age. Yeah, he was young. He was yeah. super young. But that's crazy. I had no idea. I had but no he idea. did. Um, no he did Crooklyn. He did Clockers. Um, let me see. Let me see. He did a couple music videos. Uh, he got game. Um, like you said, Summer Sam. He did uh, John Leguizamo's Freak. That was one of the. You know, what I'm saying dopest stand-up specials I've seen. He did the original Kings of Comedy. Um, one of my favorite movies personally. He did Bamboozle. I love that movie. Um, another one of my favorites. He did the Huey P. Newton story. Um, yeah. Let me see. Let me see. She hate me. Um, he could have kept Sucker Free City. I ain't gonna lie. It was all right, but it wasn't all that. Um, Inside Man. You know what I'm saying? That was him. Shout yep. out to another one with him and Denzel. Uh, a miracle at Saint Anna. Um, Ooh, Kobe man. doing work that was fire. Um, Michael Jackson, this is it. He was doing a doc for that. Uh, let me see, let me see, let me see. Look, old boy, remember I told you about old boy. I've been trying to get you to watch old boy for a while. Yeah, you have. You definitely have. Yeah, he did. Old um, boy. The sweet blood of Jesus. Um, he shot a special for Cat Williams. He shot a, a special for Gerard Carmichael. He I forgot that he was in the um he was in the NBA 2K16 video game. He did the whole story mode for um the my player. That's why yo my player was called Frequency Vibrations. Um he put a lot of people on through that too. Chirac, you know what I'm saying? A lot of the voice actors that was in 2K was in Chirac. Um What's the one that he did with um oh man I'm Black Klansman? Yep, he did Black Klansman. Um hold on. Dude, you want you want to know what he was a producer on? Oh, if uh Lord Willing and the Creek Don't Rise, remember that HBO docuseries that they did about uh Hurricane Katrina? Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, boy, you talk about great work, great work, man. Oh, and then um and then um he did the five bloods too. So I mean he he has some he has some work, bro. Dude, this he man was been, a this man been working since 86. A little bit before that, actually, but he, he got his big break in 86, but she's gotta have it. Dude, one of my favorite movies, and he was a executive producer for it. Mm-hmm. Tales from the Hood, my guy. 
Oh man, man. How can I forget? He, How can he I forget? was a he was an executive producer. He was an executive producer on uh New Jersey Drive as well. Mm-hmm. And um, but you know, he did get on the bus. You know, a lot of people ain't seen get on the bus. Get on the bus yeah. was it, I think what was great about it because it gave you a whole bunch of dynamics all in one. Mm-hmm. Like it gave you a gay couple, it gave you a father that was you know that was trying to be the best he could, but he thought that having his son chained to him was a good idea. You had the old yeah. man in the back that had the stories. You had the young guys who, you know, then they brought one guy who had a whole bunch of money and he was a Republican. No, mm-hmm. he was, no, no, uh, no. Wendell Pierce was the uh, one that played the Republican. <laughs> and his ass off the bus. Hey, shout like, out to Wendell Pierce, man. That's my Yeah, name, man. man. Like that movie, man, it, it gives you a lot and it gives you a lot to think about. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, I, I just think it's one of those movies that's underrated that a lot of people don't know about a scene. I mm. think that's one of those movies. Uh, I didn't know he was a producer on The Best Man in Love and Basketball. Had no idea. Hey, man, listen, that's, that's Spike, bro. Spike, I'm telling you, Spike done been around the world and now, yeah, yeah, yeah. That man been making sure he been getting his hands on any and everything that he can. And it, and it goes as a testament to show you why those movies lasted the way that they did because – you know what I'm saying? He helped put his touch on him. And you already know it's, it, when Spike, you know what I'm saying, get in there, bro, it's going to be great. You know what I'm saying? It's always going to be something dope. Man, you ain't kidding, man. This dude, man, Spike is. And then, like, I think that. Now, look, I don't know what these dudes did back in the day because I didn't pay attention to them like that. But, like, just him being a part of his movies and making cameos shit like the way that he did. I feel like, I feel like Quentin kind of bit off of him a little bit because Quentin be doing that where he'll just be like him, M. Night Shyamalan, he do the same shit where he'll just be in his movie real quick. Well, I think, um, I forgot what interview it was, but Quentin Tarantino definitely is inspired by uh, Spike Lee. He mentions that, you know what I'm saying? Like, cause remember when they did Django, he wasn't going to do Django at first because uh, Spike didn't like that. And then it was between, I think it was like Sam and like Jamie and them. And they was like, nah, we, we can do this movie, bro. You know what I'm saying? We're we going to make this movie happen. Because people were saying, well, they were saying that, you know what I'm saying, people needed to see it. But I remember that he was talking about that and he was saying like he didn't want to um, offend anybody. So, I mean, it's... You know, it, it it's a testament to see, man. Like, I mean, and, and if you think about, you know what I'm saying, like all the people that's able to do what they do now, like, you know what I'm saying? You know, we talk about the Evergary Grays. We talk about the, um, what's the brothers? The, um, the Hughes brothers. Yeah, the Hughes brothers. You know what I'm saying? You talk about um, who did, uh, did the Hughes brothers do um, higher learning? No, John Singleton did that. John Singleton, that's what I'm thinking of. John Singleton. Look at what John Singleton was able to accomplish. Dude, you know don't forget don't forget about Ryan Coogler. Yeah, Ooh, Ryan Coogler. I ain't even got there yet. Like, you know what I'm saying? Ryan Coogler, you get to look at how Tyler Perry was able to do what he did. You know what I'm saying? Even though he had to work his way the way he, you know what I'm saying, through how he had to work his way, but the fact that, you know what I'm saying, he got respect from Tyler, uh, from Tyler Perry. He got respect from people like Spike Lee and all them. Like, yo, when when you see the things that the the doors and the lanes that Spike Lee opened up, you know what I'm saying? It made it a lot easier for 
our stories to be told, regardless of what stories they were, you know what I'm saying? They were still able to be told in, you know what I'm saying, an authentic way. Because, you know, you got guys like Steven Spielberg making a movie like Amistad. And then, you know what I'm saying, he made it like as as whitewashed as possible. And you, when you're sitting there watching Amistad, you're like, come on, bro. Like, if a black person would have made this, it would have been a totally different, you know what I'm saying, totally different perspective. But a guy like Steven Spielberg, he's trying to make it as epic as possible. And he adding all these other, you know what I'm saying, um, he adding all these other, you know what I'm saying, intricacies into the movie and the story that you really don't even, you know what I'm saying, understand what's really going on and what the importance of the story is. But then you get a guy like, Spike Lee, who tells the story of, you know what I'm saying, Malcolm X. And even though he used the um he used the one that was told by Alex Haley, because it's two auto it's two autobiographies of Malcolm X, but he used the autobiography of Malcolm X told by Alex Haley, and he kind of used that and you know what I'm saying he talked to a few people. The fact that he made Malcolm X look like a hero at a time when, you know what I'm saying, people was trying to pit Malcolm X and Martin Luther King towards each other still and you know they were always saying that Mal- uh, martin chose non-violence and malcolm x was by any means necessary you you know the old jokes that they used to do on dev jam but mm-hmm. he made malcolm x a hero you know what i'm saying like i remember watching this and like really getting inspired by malcolm x you know what i'm saying this is before i even read the, the autobiography i seen the movie and seeing you know what I'm saying who he was before um before he became you know, saying Malcolm X, he was, you know, saying Malcolm Little. And after, uh, or after he was Malcolm Little, he was Detroit Red. And then he went from Detroit Red to um, Malcolm X. So, you know what I'm saying? Like being able to open, you know what I'm saying? People like mine's eyes to, you know what I'm saying? A hero is, I think that was something that he helped do with that movie because, you know what I'm saying? Like, I remember, Growing up in school, like, we heard a little bit about Malcolm X, but we didn't hear a whole bunch about Malcolm X. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that was never something that they was willing to teach. They was always telling us about Martin Luther King. You know what I'm saying? Martin Luther King got his own holiday. You know what I'm saying? They taught us about Rosa Parks and all these other people. But the fact that he took Malcolm X, somebody who, you know what I'm saying, uh, white America really kind of fear and made him an icon, you know, so well, he was already an icon, of course, but he they, he put that icon on the silver screen and he helped get that icon a face to a newer generation. I think that that was very important and that was brilliant to him to do. Um, and that's you know, so like I said, that's his lane, that's that's what Spike Lee does, he brings those things to life, you know. So, like we were just talking about earlier, the fact that he got Michael Jackson and Michael Jordan on the video together playing basketball with heavy D on there, like yo, that's iconic as fuck, bro. Like a lot of people don't understand the importance of that, but that's super fucking iconic. Like this is the this is the best entertainer in the world with the best basketball player in the world. And then you get a guy like Heavy D, who one of the dopest rappers ever, you know what I'm saying? A, a big, you know what I'm saying, a big heavy set dude that's rapping and dancing at the same time. Like everything about this video shouldn't be happening. And he brung this shit together and made this shit happen, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's he's it just seems like whatever you get Spike Lee in, bro, he always doing some dope shit. True, true that. And then you know what I'm saying? He has 
176 nominations, dude. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? 192. So this dude is batting a little bit over 50%. And then, not only that, you know what I'm saying? He won an Oscar for the best adapted screenplay on Black Klansman. So that's just, let me see, Black Klansman, that was in 2018. So for yeah. him to be yeah. able to, because, I mean, look, I, we speak about this not as much, but we'll—I mean, I personally give a fuck about this damn Oscar shit because I feel like a lot of the times it's that in the up, Academy, man. it's all—it's yeah, all it's bullshit. All up, and 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 I think that because you ain't gonna tell me, like, I ain't even gonna make it a racial thing. Like, Leo only got one. Listen, man, if you don't get the <laughs> fuck out of you here, you know what I'm bro. saying, like. Even Leo, Leo deserved way more than one, bro. Yeah, he he, he deserved ten of them off of Titanic alone. And I'm saying, like, I mentioned him because, like, I know some people like, oh man, you know, Oscar so white. I, even Leo, like, he not got yeah, fucked a bunch you. of times. He, matter of fact, he deserved him for Gangs in New York. Gangs in New York was dope. Man, he killed that shit, bro. Gangs in New York, Gangs was dope. in New York, bro. Even though some people are gonna tell you Daniel Day Lewis killed it, but I think no, Leo he, did a no, good. No, that's not that's two things can be true at the same time. Yeah, exactly. I hate when people do that. Two things can be true at the same time. There's no question that Daniel Day Lewis did what he did, but he is a method actor, bro. So you expect nothing less than him. Like when he did the uh, what was the Lincoln movie? Man, he, he was did. he was Lincoln. My that's guy. what I'm saying. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. When he was in, when he was in Gangs of New York, he was Bill the Butcher. You don't see nobody else's Bill the Butcher except Daniel Day Lewis. So I expect that. Man, you know man, what I'm saying? I expect that. Yeah. But Leo, man, you must be crazy if you think Leo ain't play that role out, bro. Man, he he murdered he murdered that he murdered a lot of shit. Big so time. you know what I'm saying? Just uh, you know what I'm saying? Keep listening to the pod, people. Uh, he will be mentioned again. Mm-hmm. But uh so are, are we are we doing are we doing the top three? Um yes we are, yes we are. But I go me, first give me one minute real quick. I got to do something. All right. So why are we doing that real quick? So like my man said, Spike Lee moved to Brooklyn as a kid, but he was born in Atlanta, Georgia. He attended Morris House, Morris House College in Atlanta, where he developed his filmmaking skills at Clark Atlantic University. So he's from Atlanta, moved to Brooklyn, but he went back to Atlanta to go to college and get all that type stuff. He also attended um, Tisch School of Arts. You know what I'm saying? That was a graduate program. Well, he made some um, what people call some controversial shorts, you know what I'm saying, to answer. And he reworked uh, D.W. Griffith's uh, <laughs> The Birth of a Nation. So I can see how people could say that's controversial. It was a 10-minute film. But you know what I'm saying? Then, like, that's when he really came back, you know, which he won a Student Academy Award, you know what I'm saying, for a barbershop, we cut heads. So... He's been out here working, man. He's been doing a lot of stuff. That's just a little bit of his early starts there. I just wanted to mention some of that, you know what I'm saying, before Scoots came back. He also, you know what I'm saying, founded his own production company called 40 Acres and the Mule Filmworks, you know what I'm saying, which is a dope-ass name, 
Um, and just something real quick, a little sport analogy while we waiting on scoops. So all right, 40 back, acres. Buddy. All right, so 40 acres and a mule, right? I just got this one. Little oh, thing. how did we not talk about that, man? Yeah, I know, right? So 40 acres and a mule. So this is what a lot of people don't know, right? Because I was I had got like consumed by this thing where it was talking about college logos and like the history and where the shit came from and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So so did you know since you were back, did you know why Oklahoma is called the Sooners? Hmm. Um no, I don't. That's that's okay. interesting. What is it? Why is why are they called the Sooners? So they're called I know the it's racist as fuck though. Yeah, it is. So <laughs> so the 40 eggs in the mule thing, you know, yeah. came about, right? So it was supposedly it was put into a newspaper that Oklahoma was going to be a state where people could start, you know, getting their 40 acres in the mule that they was promised. So what ended up happening was people started migrating. Well, black people started migrating to Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. But the problem was the people start showing up too soon. They weren't ready to give people their 40 acres in the mule. So that's why Oklahoma is known as the Sooner State because the black people showed up too soon. That's crazy. That's crazy as fuck. You want to name your school that? Hey, man, like listen, I, I, I'm not surprised, bro. Yeah, I, I believe that it's a lot like um the Vandals. Uh, what is it, Idaho? Yeah, they're the Vandals. Yeah, Idaho is named the Vandals. The Vandals are like a um, I know that's like a uh, it's a group of people like from Europe or some shit like that who was like poor and uh distraught that end up getting like killed off and shit. Like <laughs> a lot of these schools is named after some <laughs> shit, bro. Yeah, a lot of these schools is 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 some bullshit, man. Like just like I mean, like this ain't that severe, but like down here, like the Gamecocks. I mean, this was known as a cop fighting state. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But then well, I mean, like, you, yeah, that's that's pretty dope though. I ain't gonna lie to you. That's that's a dope Yeah, but dope like thing. I remember you remember Chicken George? Yes. Yeah, you know I'm saying that's what that made me think of, man. I think of yeah. Chicken George, man. So it's yeah. like, yo, this this is crazy. Like, really, dude, it's it's really crazy. I forgot where I seen it at, but like, dude, there's this thing that's talking about like all of these college names and like how they got mm-hmm. this shit. That shit is nuts, my guy. Mm-hmm. That 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 was the that was the most craziest one that I heard was down for the sooner the sooners, and it's because the black people showed up too soon for the forty yeah. acres of the mule. It's like I I don't I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah, but that's but man, listen, I got mine ready, man. Like I already know right the jump. Look, Spike did a lot of great shit. I think my list is gonna throw. What's one movie you already know? Like this. I, in no particular order, I'm just gonna give it to you. Go ahead. He got game. Mm-hmm. Malcolm X. Mm-hmm. America at San Andreas, man. Like that okay. movie, man. Listen, I I listened to an old pod of mine, man, where I did my top five war movies. Yeah. Yo, America at San Andreas was was my number two, dude. I fucking love that movie. Spike okay. murdered that shit. He okay. murdered that shit. So that's that's my three, man. I already know. I was ready for that shit. Okay. Mine is um well, I'm gonna go from one to three. My my number one is Malcolm X hands down. Um I think that's the greatest Spike Lee movie of all time. And of course I'm biased because um 
I, I'm I'm heavy on Malcolm X, man. I, Malcolm X is one of those people that uh, truly inspired my life. I remember I wrote a, uh, I think I said this before. I don't, I, I don't know if I said it on this podcast, but I remember in sixth grade, right? Um, I stayed up, <laughs> I stayed up till eleven o'clock writing a paper on Malcolm X, bro. Um, and we didn't have a printer. I had we just got a computer. I, my mom had just bought me a brand new. Uh, it was a gateway Dell computer and I didn't have um, a printer. We didn't have a printer. So I had to email my paper to my cousin with my aunt and my cousins in them so they could print it out for me because they had a printer. But when it printed out, because I emailed it to them, it had the email. um, It had the email address at the top and bottom of the paper. Mm -hmm. So when they printed it out, (laughs) <laughs> I got it, turned it in, and my teacher, Mrs. Jenkins, she said that I was plagiarizing this paper because it had the email address at the bottom. And I explained it to her and everything. I even told my mom, bro, you know I got an F on that paper. She told me specifically, if I wouldn't have plagiarized it, it would have been an A because that's how good the paper was. So in sixth grade, bro, I got an F writing a paper on Malcolm uh, X because my teacher thought that I plagiarized it because I had to email it to get it printed, bro. So, yeah, that, that ruined my writing career for sure. Uh, <laughs> I learned about plagiarism very early in life and never <laughs> plagiarized the day of my life. But um, So, yeah, Malcolm X is my number one. Um, number two for me is definitely Bamboozle. Um, Bamboozle is an amazing movie. It got Savion Glover in it. It got Most Def in it. It got um, Charlie Baltimore's in it. Uh, who else is in this movie? But I think is was it Tommy Davidson? I think it was Tommy Davidson. I know Tommy Davidson is in this movie. Michael Rappaport is in this movie. Um, um, Damon Wayans is in like this. When I'm telling you, bro, like this is one of those underrated movies, bro. This was that joint, bro. Um, but yeah, Bamboozle was my number two. And then number three, I would have to say would be School Days, man. Um, because it's one of those classics. The cast in it is dope. Lawrence Fishburne. Um, Gene, I'm, well, I'm about to say Gina for Martin. Goddamn. Tisha Campbell. <laughs> um, yeah. Bill Nunn was in this joint. Uh, who else was in it? Giancarlo Esposito was in this joint. Man, it's, it's, it's so many people that was in this movie, man. That it, you know what I'm saying? It's one of those movies that, like I said, it, it told a, it told a lot about our culture, especially, you know, so us going to HBCUs, us dealing with each other, light skin, dark skin, good hair, bad hair. You know what I'm saying? Like all of these things that are still, we still talking about to this day, this movie encapsulated all of that. And it, it, it they, he didn't need a Twitter. He didn't need an Instagram. He didn't need the internet. None of that. It was just... It was what it was. He put it on pen and pad, and then he brought it to life on screen. So um, Malcolm X, Bamboozle, and School Days. Those are my top three. That's what's up, man. And and that's another great thing about doing this poverty because, like, yeah, we got we got one in there, but mm-hmm. it's just like, you know, we we bring so much different dynamics to this podcast because, yeah. like, we've, been, we've just been experiencing different things, and we see things different ways, and I think that Sometimes that's good. I think that's what also made like me and Uncle Washington dynamic so dope because he was so much older and we and like we had some similar like we got similar interests, mm-hmm. but it's just like you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I, 
Yeah, yeah. I think the perspective is one thing that's great because if, if you both got the same perspective and you see everything the same way, it's like, then what the fuck? Like it's, Dang, it's that don't that don't make for a good pod, bro. Yeah, it don't. It don't. Yeah, you it gotta don't. have you gotta have some disagreements because I mm-hmm. remember we did. You know, what I'm saying we're we're in the pod, but like I remember we did our top ten horror movies. I oh, think man. we might have had like one movie. <laughs> we, we, I think we had like two. We had like two. I think all together. Yeah, it, and it was just like, but it it was so great because we was able to talk about a whole bunch of different shit mm-hmm. because we didn't have the same movies that were similar. So I thought, and then like it's just like. Even like when we be breaking down like movies and shit, like there'd be some things that we saw differently in the movie, and they'd be like, "Oh, well, I saw it this way," and yep. you'd be like, "Well, I saw it this way," yep. and I think that's what <laughs> makes great conversation is just to have these different things like that. So, yeah, I agree, but man. I, but I, I, ain't, I, but I, I ain't totally mad at the agree. list. Yeah, I like yours for real, man. Um, but no, I, I totally agree, man. I think that when you have you know what I'm saying, differences in perspective, even if, you know what I'm saying, like you said, y'all y'all agree on the same things, you know what I'm saying, perspective is, is unique, and you know what I'm saying, we bring our own things to the, you know what I'm saying, to the pot, and I think that's dope, because even if we don't disagree, you know what I'm saying, we still can agree on it, but come at it from different angles, like you said, and I think that's probably the, the best thing about it, you know what I'm saying, even if, you know what I'm saying, we, we go into the same location, we're going to take different routes. Um, and people, you know, so a lot of people can appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people can, uh, can, can get with that, man. Um, but yeah, y'all make sure, man, that y'all go, you know what I'm saying? Do y'all due diligence, man. And, and show some love for Spike Lee. Go stream some Spike Lee movies, man. Let's put some, you know what I'm saying? Some money in this pocket. It ain't like he really need it, but. <laughs> I know, you know right? what I'm saying? <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Let's let's pay some homage to him, man. Some homage. You know what I'm saying? Let's show, let's show Spike some love because he's been doing this for a long time and he's really helped put a lot of people on um, directly and indirectly. And um, you know what I'm saying? I know sometimes he be wearing some wild shit to these functions. You know what I'm saying? My man, my man was showing love to Prince, but that nigga was dressed like Willy Wonka. But he spiked, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. he, he's 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 garnered. You know what I'm saying? The audacity to do that. You know what I'm saying? If anybody can do that, Spike could do that. And you know what I'm saying? We gotta just show him that respect, show him that love, and you know what I'm saying? Always hold him down. So, you know, he he's out here. You know what I'm saying? Making things happen, man. Um. Just a, he's a, a legend, a goat. You know what I'm saying? Like he's one of the best to ever do it. And I mean, he stood the test of time, from '86 to now. You know what I'm saying? That's what 35 years. Yep. Yo, 35 years in the game, bro. At yep. the top of the top. You know what I'm saying? Like not like not like a, a B-roll dude. Nah, I'm talking about like he's the man. You know what I'm saying? Like he is the man. You know what I'm saying? You could catch him. All throughout basketball season, courtside at the at the uh, at the garden. So, you know what I'm saying? Y'all, y'all make sure, man. Y'all show him some love, tweet him or something, man. Let him know. You know what I'm saying? We appreciate him for uh, what he's done. And um, man. man, next up, man. Oh man, yo, listen, yo. I I look, I had chills, my guy. Mm-hmm. Like I was so excited and so happy to see. That one of my favorite genres is back, man. Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, they gave me the reassurance of, like, because it, it's been slipping for a while. It's been yeah, slipping. Big time. Big man, time. and boy, this, 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 this thing we got coming up next, yo, 
they murdered this man. I ain't even yeah. gonna lie. I ain't even gonna lie. They murdered this. Literally, I ain't even think about that. <laughs> I said they murdered this. <laughs> yeah, this look. is um, this is it's it's a it's interesting how they did it. You very. know what I'm saying? It's very interesting how they did it. That's that's the one thing I will say. Um, I wasn't I wasn't expecting them to be able to put it together like this, but I'm glad that they did. And the fact that they did it this way, um. The, the creative juices was flowing, like you said, man. They 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 brought they brought the genre back, and yeah, I'm I'm excited. I gotta finish it, but I'm excited to finish it. This is this is a dope one. I uh yeah, I I finished it. I, I was about to say something, but it kind of give it away. Yeah. I finished it. Um, I spent a lot of time <laughs> watching mm-hmm. it, and it was all good, man. All good. So I'm I'm very I'm very excited. I'm doing mm-hmm. this next man, because you know, you know, this is where it's set for me. Yeah, I can do this sure. shit right here all day. Sure. So this is gonna be very fun to do. For sure, man. So um, yeah. See, you know what I'm saying? This Friday, man. We go. We got a lot in store for y'all this Friday. So y'all get ready to listen to this episode, man. See if y'all can catch some of the new things that we putting in there. Um, and uh, you know what I'm saying. Thank you guys for tuning in and listening as usual. You know what I'm saying? We always got to make sure we uh, thank you guys for the support. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Scoots Bronson. You can follow me on Instagram at Scoots Bronson underscore TV. Also, check out my uh, other podcast, 15 Minutes of Fame. Um, it's available everywhere on all major platforms. Shout out to um, the All Docked Up pod. They did an uh, episode last night about Mary, uh, the documentary on, I think they said it was on Prime. Yeah, it is, um, Brian. Yeah, man. Listen, you talking about a good run, a good rundown of, um, you know, what I'm saying of a very, a very, uh, a very hard story. Like Mary J. Blige has been through some of the lowest of the lows, and she's come out on top with some of the highest of the highs. So go, y'all go check up. Uh, I mean, check out all Doctor Up High, man. They did a great job last night. Um, that you could catch them on their YouTube, or you can also watch them on. Uh, I'm sorry, listen to them on all major podcast platforms as well. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at View a Nine Pod. Also, um, go to Facebook V A Pod Watch Group. Yes, sir. You can uh, you can catch me at s foster eight on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, same handle. Um, twenty eight minutes or less pod on Instagram. Twenty eight minutes or less on Facebook. And like I mentioned earlier, uh, where at the beginning of the pod, you know what I'm saying I just put out a uh, well, I put out two episodes last week of twenty eight minutes or less. You know what I'm saying I talked about the finals. Uh, you know what I'm saying and Giannis. And everything that he endured and uh all that type of stuff. And I put out uh with with the guy Casey uh Summer of Soul. You know what I'm saying? It came out on Hulu. So go check that out as well on all major platforms. So and also I appreciate everybody for uh listening to the pod and supporting us. For sure, man, for sure. Um so um once again, man, like you said, thank you for supporting us, thank you for showing the love. You already know what it is, man. Um, tune in every Tuesday, every Friday. We always bring you out something. Sometimes we'll pop up and uh, bring you out something new, depending on what it is. Um. Anyway, uh, <laughs> make sure to um, 
Oh, I already said that. I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> I just said something crazy. Uh, yeah, like they said, Hollywood, man. Um, <laughs> that's a wrap. Yeah. Hey, I was about to say they where you from is where you at, but th- like they said, Hollywood, man, that's a wrap. Good. <laughs> <laughs>